0: List of things that I write down during the week, one of the things I wrote a couple weeks ago, but haven't gotten around the way to work it in the conversation, I'm kind of figuring out a way for it to come organically. Maybe it will this episode. If it happens, let's say I get double points for this episode.
1: Okay. Yeah. I'll see if we can find
0: enough points. Oh, this is one of the other things I wanted to say on the podcast. Can I swear on this? Of course. Okay, good. Yeah. I always wanted to ask that. Okay. Hey, Teddy, are you at the door? I can hear you out there.
1: Oh,
2: man. You, his his sensors went off.
0: you need to go downstairs, Teddy. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, the word is queefleek. Okay,
2: <laughs> and it's can't wait to throw that up on a shirt.
0: So I don't know how we're gonna say that. Whoever can work it into the conversation during this episode wins the episode. Where they get double points. Yeah.
2: Okay. Okay. Queefleek. Yeah. What are we? Okay. Is so, this the points again?
0: I don't really know how the system works, but for now the way it works is you win if you can find a way to organically work that into the conversation somehow.
1: You get points. For this episode, but they count towards.
0: You can spend them in the company store. You can spend them on branded merchandise. Yeah, exactly.
1: Ooh, <laughs> the queen queen shirt. <laughs> okay, let's start the episode. <laughs>
0: Hello, and welcome to Every Damn Thing. It's a podcast where we rank everything. I'm Phil.
1: And I'm Jake, and we're here to guide you through the list of everything.
0: Each episode, we take items and tell you where they rank on the list of everything. The list can be viewed by going to everydamthing.net. You can find a link in the show notes.
1: So we've known each other since our school days. Once, while engaged in a most triumphant expedition through the metaphysical nether realms... If memory serves, we just returned from a totally non-heinous odyssey through time. That's right. Anyway, in the dark underworld, we met a handsome young health safety inspector demon... Hello. ...who carried with him a clipboard containing a ranked list of everything. The safety inspector demon showed us the list,
0: and we immediately memorized it, of course, but then he jumped into our telephonic temporal
1: teleporter. It was just a phone booth that could go through time.
0: And disappeared into the ether. Goodbye. Since we no longer had our telephonic temporal teleporter. Just a fucking phone booth. Which was our sole means of travel, we had to appeal to both Satan and God to send us back to Earth with their limitless powers. Wait, we took a time machine to hell? (laughs) Anyways, God and Satan held hands and sent us home, but in the process, he erased our memories of the list.
1: We can now only access the list bits at a time through an extremely scientific process that resembles shooting the shit. Through this process, podcasted for your entertainment and edification, we will gradually uncover the list of every damn thing.
0: The list currently has 96 items, with Dolly Parton at the top and QAnon at the
1: bottom. Crows and the sea are in the middle of the list. And of course, that's the sea, like the ocean, not the letter C. So that's where things stand. If you want to look at the complete list, play along or whatever, uh, you can find it in the show notes or at everydamthing.net. And as alluded to, we are joined again by Jason.
2: Hello. Hey, what's up, Jason? Oh, hey, I'm still rehearsing my lines from the intro.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you delivered them with a
1: plum. That was great. As I noted before, uh, we say cuss
0: words on this. Yeah. And it's OK if you want to listen to your kid, but you're going to hear some stuff. And my son is trying to listen outside the door. It was inappropriate. I was trying to say these cuss words and he's trying to
1: expand his vocabulary. Yeah, it's cuss word sensors. Yeah. were up. Hey, oh, by the way, Jason, um, just to get ahead of things, we scheduled bone picking hour for the end of the podcast this time. Sweet. Uh, I hope
0: bone picking is not an hour because we're trying to keep the whole time of the show under an mic. hour. Yeah.
2: I was happy to hear that Andy had a bone to pick with some prior rankings.
0: If the rankings can't irritate people or make them... Uh, Want to correct us? Then it's not doing What's its job. Point? Yeah, exactly.
1: So yeah, for this episode, this is a special episode. Uh, as you can probably see, if you read the title of the episode, listener, mm-hmm. yes, we're doing a movie trilogy. All of this was submitted by super submitter Thad L, and it is the Bill and Ted trilogy. We're going to talk about those three movies. We're going to rank each of them. We're not ranking the whole trilogy as a whole. That's somewhere on the list as well. But today, our purpose is to rank each movie individually. And we're going to start with uh, the first film, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, from 1989. I don't think we need to go into that much detail on Maybe the movie Maybe we could themselves. give some
0: context a little bit. Yeah, it, I mean, it was a pretty big success. It warranted a sequel. I was a preteen at the time, I believe. I saw it in the theater with my friends. We were super pumped by it. Yeah.
1: It really spoke to us. I suspect it might have been sort of a surprise success. I mean, it made a big splash culturally, especially on the youngsters of the country. It influenced the way people spoke. You can actually see in the second movie that they try to like kind of repeat that, you know, but this movie had two relatively unknown actors, right? Uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, which had both been in movies, but... Not really the leads, or if, if there was a lead, it was like a, a small movie. Wasn't Keanu and Keanu maybe before in parent- this? I don't know if it
0: might have been after. I
1: can't um. remember if Parenthood was before or after. He's in River's Edge, which was before it, I think. But if yeah. so, not much in
2: River's Edge. It was a smaller movie. He was
0: like uh, just a beautiful kid that yeah. was starting to be in movies.
1: Yeah,
2: you know, yeah. Like, I forgot the air quotes yeah. when you said beautiful.
0: He was You're not on board with that? Eh. When you see him, like when you watch... One of the older ones, you're like, Oh, I see how he's a movie star here. It kinda makes sense. He does not a lot of people look like he does. He's kind of a wooden actor. That's the other thing. This movie kind of made him into a star, but it makes him seem like he's a worse actor than he really is because he's kind of stiff and wooden. The way he stands but he's and kind of like he that anyways. Face, like it's sort
1: of maybe
2: perfectly designed for him I, because I mean I he's thought off, it was typecasted. Yeah. I mean exactly. that's,
0: yeah, he was typecasted after this, but I mean, like, this is the kind of movie where he's suited to, right? This this yeah. first movie. Not so much Francis Ford Coppola, Dracula. Like, oh, yeah, is it's true. Not interview the right with a vampire?
1: No, he's in the movie Dracula. Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh. Francis Ford Coppola is yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula.
2: Was he in Interview with a no, Vampire? No, Brad
1: Pitt was in it. Oh,
2: yeah. and Tom Cruise. Okay. So I think I'm confusing the two.
1: He's not a
0: vampire. He's like a guy
1: who... He's like the male love interest.
0: Yeah, he's like... I, I want to make sure you don't get bit by this vampire. And yeah. it's like, come on. Or he's trying to say some Victorian dialogue. like It doesn't work. But
1: <laughs> I wonder if before like, Bill and Ted, he didn't really know how to act. And then yeah. during the course of it, he took the director's like directions as his acting uh-huh. training. And so... Yeah the director was telling him to act like this character, Ted Theodore Logan. Yeah. And then he just carried the acting for that character into the rest of his career.
0: So about the movie, it's about as PG as a movie can be, yeah. which means a little bit different thing in 1989 than it does now. Yeah.
2: Was it PG back in the 80s? To yes. To call people fag?
0: Exactly. That's exactly what I was getting
2: <laughs> to. It has uh-huh.
0: extremely hard PG vibes, but it's weird that like that's on the table for a PG movie in 1989. Also, like, they're talking about 69 this and that. Yeah. Yeah, but like there's a pretty hateful slur that yeah, is yeah, just totally. like it's something they toss around as protection for themselves after they hug or show any emotion towards each other. Yeah. It- that is pretty shocking and it's weird that a movie that's not that old. It's not like I'm watching stuff from the 1930s, right? I watch a lot of like much older movies, right? So everything is cool. The movie's funny. I'm going right along with it. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, a guy's in blackface. Or they're, like, they're talking about natives. They're saying, you know, like, they're getting into some really harsh stuff without warning. It's like you're on a roller coaster the whole time. And this is this case where I was just watching it, and I have kind of forgotten all about that. So I'm watching it. I'm like, this is pretty messed up. This is, like, yeah, and and the fact that it's a PG movie, and it's like, this is what you show kids. Yeah.
1: Uh, I was along for the ride. I was, like, totally enjoying it. Like, to me, the movie's really delightful. And then that happens, and it's, like, getting slapped in the face. And then I remember, oh, wait, I remember this and fucking thought it was funny when it happened, you know? And, like, yeah. everybody, like, people it were doing it in high in the school and shit.
2: My yes. viewing came to a screeching halt when I heard that. I was in disbelief yeah. that I heard that. So I rewound it, or whatever you call it these days. I you went be, back in you, time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. Oh. And then I... I watched it a few more times, mostly after I confirmed that they were in fact saying "fag," but also because I was checking to see if maybe their wieners touched, and that's where <laughs> it came from.
0: Oh yeah, okay. The plot of the movie—it's a time travel story. I don't really understand the, the methodology. I'm not—I I watch a lot of stuff with time travels in it, you know, so mm-hmm. it's like I don't get too hung up on it, but yeah. It doesn't really make sense the way the time travel is depicted, but it doesn't take me out of the movie, you know? It doesn't matter. In
1: this case, like... No, no. But
0: but also it doesn't matter in Back to the Future, and it doesn't matter in Terminator 2, and it doesn't matter in
1: 12 Monkeys either. Some movies, more than others, are more about the mechanics of time travel. And this one, it's like... The
0: plot of the movie is they have to do a school project and they have to round up people from history to help them. Yeah. It's messed up though. Mostly because of the there's some dialogue choices they made in a movie. I don't really want to show it to my son. There's other stuff I could show my son that doesn't have. Have, so you know, I mean, because
1: this. they say 69? No, or?
0: because they call each other fact this and fact that. It's like, okay,
1: but th- that happens once in the whole
2: movie, right?
0: It's just kind of like the vibe of it. It kind of kills it for me. It gives you an that-
2: opportunity to talk to your son about male expression is okay. and you Rather don't have than to just feel... avoid it
0: entirely and just
2: exactly avoid
0: anything that makes me uncomfortable or makes it me have to explain It gives you a teaching something. moment. I'll say, oh, things are different in 1989. It's just like when I showed you that movie where Dan Aykroyd was in blackface on the train. It's a different situation now. I guess. Yeah,
2: it's just its the perfect time to discuss toxic masculinity with your son.
0: Wait, isn't it always the perfect time to discuss toxic yeah, masculinity? It is. Except when it's like he's late for school.
2: This will prompt it's it. It's sad
1: because those guys are like so affectionate with each other. You know, they care for each other so much. And then they do this hug and then ruin it with that, you know, which.
0: I kind of hoped in the later ones.
1: Well, that's the first movie. Well, yeah, we can come back to it. Um, I wonder if there's an earlier version of the script where they do smoke weed because they're obviously stoners. Like there's no reference to them smoking weed at all in all three movies.
0: In the text of it.
1: In the text. Of it yeah and you don't see any weed. do they have
0: a stony vibe they have kind of a surfer yeah, vibe
1: man. they have kind of a surfer vibe and they're rockers but surfers have a stony vibe you know and i think it's a yeah, stony yeah. surfer vibe it's like i think they might have been inspired in a lot of ways by spicoli and fast times yeah I mean,
0: his shadow loomed large over that
1: era yeah and there's a time at the end yeah. of fast times when he is actually like reciting what happens in history but describing it in like surfers stony vernacular i think that
0: might have been the genesis of the movie the idea of the movie? yeah maybe
1: i mean the way that they speak their use of like Words with many syllables and whatnot in a really sort of densey way, although they usually do use the words correctly, is so amusing to me. The whole time I'm just delighted by listening to them speak. It's my favorite part of the movies, I think. And I know that like Spicoli does that kind of a little bit at the end of Fast Times, but like, was that a real thing? That well, is that a way that of, surfers actually it, spoke, or like, because they're not really it's surfers. It's kind of they're like run your more nest. Of like metalhead stoners, you know? Like they they live in San Dimas, which I didn't know this at the time. I, like I lived in Northern California in the country. Like you oh, did, that Phil. it's
2: landlocked.
1: Yeah, it's like out by Chino where Jason yeah. grew up, right? So what's that area called?
2: The Inland Empire. The Inland Empire. Uh, okay, although okay, part I, I don't okay. think Sandimus is not considered Inland Empire. I assumed it had beaches like Sandimus was yeah, on the, the beach. Yeah, because the night. guys live
0: there and they talk beach-like.
2: That water park is in Sandimus.
1: Yeah, good point. The big
0: thing in the 80s, I remember as being a kid in the 80s, there were posers in that era right? (laughs) People wanted to be surfers. That was like a thing that you would want to be or want to seem like it. You want to be like Spicoli among like teens and preteens who were about my age. There was a kid at my school who would have like white zinc on his nose. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like he was going (laughs) to.
1: Yeah. And we lived in California, but yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, Jake and I was an hour to get to the coast and even there, like people did surf there, but it wasn't good surf.
0: And also the kid was 11 and it's like, you know, that's not what he was doing on the weekend. That was just the vibe everybody wanted to have. Yeah. So there's like, a lake
1: up there. He might have been doing lake activities.
0: Th- okay, you know Damon Runyon? He wrote Guys and Dolls. He would write short stories where, like, hoodlums in the stories would have especially large vocabularies. Right. And you see it a lot in movies and stuff yeah, yeah. where there's, like, a gangster and he has a... Uh, like Tarantino super, films. Maybe, but kind it's kind of, not but it's like, sort of like dudes. I feel a disorienting effect
1: when it does around me. Or, you know, they talk yeah, like that. it's people trying to like, demonstrate their vocabulary.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like how they are, but they're not trying to sound smart. They actually use the words correctly. But they just throw in a lot of non-this and non-that.
1: Exactly. They do a lot of tricks with language, yeah. But it seems like there's some way in which the characters themselves speak that way because they're trying to impress people.
0: So the central problem is that they don't understand history. In they're going to, to fail to the history high class. school,
1: they need to ace this history And one of them is
0: going to be sent to the military school unless they do this thing. And also, if that happens, then their bad wild stallions will break up and they'll never write this song that will then reunite the world. And got, so a guy that, comes yeah. from the future to make sure this doesn't happen. It brings them yeah. a time machine shaped like a phone. But that's George. Right. Not just
2: any guy, exactly. Yeah, yeah George Carlin. Uh, America's
0: sweetheart, George Carlin, which I was watching some old YouTube videos of George Carlin. It's like 1965, and he's a club comic and he's promoting a show on some show in New York City. And these are all on YouTube, and they're pretty good stuff. It's weird because he was always kind of like counterculture adjacent, right? So he's talking about like protests and stuff, but like before he grew the beard out. He kind of presented as more of a square type, which is interesting and to see him that way. Would he you call him a square bear? Persona.
1: A lot of his guys that from that era were this Like same, Richard thing, Pryor or something. Or Lenny Bruce. Yeah, or Steve Martin. Other uh, actors in it um, that played smaller roles. Ali Young is in it. He plays Genghis Khan and he was a character oh. actor from the 80s in like...
0: Yeah, he's in... He's in pretty much Ten every Gold action Cash. movie
1: from the 80s.
0: Escape from L.A. Yeah,
1: I think he's in one of the um, Beverly Hills Cop movies.
0: He's an Asian-American, Asian-American. actor yeah. with long hair, thinning long hair. Yeah, and
1: I
2: think he
0: often plays. He's a henchman. He's a, uh, when the bad guy says, get him, you know that he's like, okay, boss,
2: he's the one getting. Yeah. And he's a surfer dude from
1: down there. I think as far as I know, also, uh, uh, Joan of Arc is played by Jane Wedlin from The Go Go's, and also the surreal
2: life on VH1. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. She was on that. I wasn't
1: aware of that. But of the historical characters, I don't know who played this guy. But the one that is the best for sure is Napoleon. Like that subplot of Napoleon being stuck in modern times and being and Ted's younger brother, like having to watch over him and him being a total dick and going to the ice cream no, shop. No, I with didn't him.
0: rewatch the first one. Is the younger brother? Is he sympathetic?
1: He's sort of sympathetic. He's just a sort of standard young teenager. He reluctantly watches over Napoleon, but then he bails on Napoleon because Napoleon's a dick, and Napoleon goes to the water park, and then he's a dick to kids at the water park because he likes to slide so much. It's a, it's a really funny subplot. Maybe my favorite part of the movie, um, other than okay. just their delightful dialogue with one another.
0: Yeah, you like the slurs and stuff.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, not that once. That one bit is the bad part. Okay, okay. okay. And, and then, so, so then the movie the thing, was a great
0: like, success. Yeah. All of a sudden, in 1989, we're living in a Bill and Ted's Excellent yeah. Adventure world. People are talking about it. You open up the newspaper... And uh, the 49ers would win the Super Bowl and it would say, Joe and Jerry's Excellent Adventure. Then the the sequel comes out.
1: Yeah, we'll get to the Uh, sequel after the break, of course. One one more thing about it is, so there's a line from it that's maybe other than like be excellent to each other is probably the most cited line. Um, And it's when Ted says to Bill, strange things are a foot at Circle K. And recently I was watching Jeopardy and there was a question about this quote. This of course was before the passing of- uh, Yeah, yeah, Alex Trebek. Alex Trebek, yeah. And he says in this line from this movie, strange things are a foot at Circle K, this 1989 film, Keanu Reeves says this to Alex Winters and not a single person buzzed in and got it. And he said, like, Keanu Reeves, so, Alexander, 1989. So you're Winters, saying this is now
0: passed out. I, I said it was in the parlance of our times. People talk about it. Yeah. It was the, the name on everyone's lips. Now it's no longer relevant culturally.
2: Yeah. Sounds like it's those weird. contestants weren't the cool kids in the 80s. Yeah, maybe
0: not. Maybe they're too, they're young, too busy I'm not sure. learning about rivers, um, all the river names. Uh,
1: anyways, let's rank
0: it. Did we miss anything about it?
1: One thing that I wanted to mention is that there's these guys that are really funny that do um, these YouTube videos, Chad Kroger and JT. They're like surfer skater dudes in SoCal. I, I remember they went into the LA City Council. I think you've probably seen these. They interact with people in real life. Uh, but they play these sort of dopey surfer skater characters. Mm. I'll link to it in the show notes. Uh, if you haven't seen it, watch these guys. They're funny, and I think they do harken back to Bill and Ted. What uh, are
0: the precedents for Bill and Ted's uh, excellent
1: adventure? Spicoli, I think, but, for but the characters. What are, I
0: mean, it's like, it's a science fiction story, too. It's yeah, yeah. an adventure science fiction story. Is it like an Abbott and Costello type situation? Is it like Ghostbusters? Like, what is the thing that it's most equivalent to?
1: Um, maybe Ghostbusters a bit. Back to the That's future. That's actually a good question.
0: Back to the future? is Yeah, it's another. Parallel. It came
1: out after the Back to the Future so definitely like it's inspired by that. Those, those it, things
0: aren't on the list but I like both yeah. those movies more. Yeah. And I like Terminator more too. Which is another time it's travel weird. movie. It's like Not, its
1: own type of movie. Like the script is just wacky. It's almost like story-wise it's more similar to um
0: like Looney Tunes.
1: Like Looney Tunes or like Marx Brothers or something like that. Oh uh, yeah yeah. All the historic characters that like they've jumped through time with those guys are all just like for like 2 seconds they're like thrown off by the time traveling thing and then all of them are on board with it. <laughs> so, you know like yeah, yeah. they just move through that stuff so fast. They don't spend very much time in any like, historical era. Like, Napoleonic Times, I'm almost positive they use stock footage to, like, show the... I mean, I'm sure they have it at the studio. Oh, yeah, of course.
0: I was just thinking because I saw Time Bandits like, not too long ago. Time Bandits is a good
1: example because they do jump through time.
0: Yeah. Or 12 Monkeys. These are the time travel movies. But then I'm thinking of, like, a light comedy Made more or less for kids. I guess you could say it, there's... But it's not Amblin. It's not Amblin-affiliated.
1: It's not like I'm watching Goonies, right? Which is another... Right. But it's also not huh. Fast Times. There's not like... It's PG. You know, it's very PG. Yeah.
0: It's a strange type of movie.
1: You know, I think that uh, you could draw a lot of comparisons with it and with 60s beach party type movies as well. Uh, those, I was thinking those like those Voyagers of or The
0: Last Starfighter. Because like The Last Starfighter is on the list. The beach Blanket Bingo. Beach Blanket Bingo. Is that the one that they made in the 80s that was like it had Pee Wee Herman in it? It was like a, a like homage movie.
1: It was like a, a nostalgia movie, right? Yeah. I don't know.
2: I feel like my brain is failing me. If Pee-wee was in a movie and I can't think of the name of it,
1: I
0: never saw it, but it was on. Like I saw an ad for it. It was like when Pee-wee was really blowing up. He happened to be in the movie. I don't think maybe he had it was one of those part. movies
1: with giant casts, where it's like everybody's got a cameo.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it was like about people who were in the hospital.
2: Hey, come on. Boom! I still got it. Pee-wee was in Back to the Beach in 1987, which okay. was with I- Annette Funicello.
1: Okay. So, I think there's one other comedy film on here, and it's Trading Places, which also has that? an offensive scene. Oh, so, Trading, Trading, Trading Places, Places is, is at number 20.
0: Trading Places is, to me, I think it's a, like an achievement as a film. Oh, yeah. A, in a way that Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure isn't. So From a
1: critical perspective, probably. I'm, I'm not sure from like a... I mean, like Trading Places didn't get any awards.
0: Yeah, but that was in a time... Comedies didn't really did, sequels back. Way. There wasn't an Animal House sequel. You know, there wasn't... Right. But a, there, I, I mean, guess there was, there was, was Back a vacation. to sequel
1: and there was... And I guess there was there a vacation, vacation and there sequels, was a, a uh,
0: Ghostbusters.
1: And yeah, that, that falls apart. And technically... A Trading places,
0: People weren't thinking franchise.
1: Technically, it does have a sequel in Coming to America because it was happening in the same universe. Oh, that's a
0: good point. Uh, that's a yeah.
1: good point. Okay. Two down from uh, Trading Places is The Truman Show, which is also, I guess, technically a comedy. It's at number 22.
0: The Truman Show is like... I think it's spectacular. Like, I watched it, I laughed, I cried. I said, like wow is this really happening is this me am I in the Truman Show do I live in reality yeah I question the nature of existence I mean, maybe Truman Show should be number one for showing me the reality of the universe what are you how about okay. you Jason is there any is there homophobia in Truman list? Show?
2: y'all are way too high on that I know but we're looking on at better tri- comedies so what are you looking at I'm down there at 84 daylight savings time wow yeah right.
0: I like that because I feel like I liked Last Starfighter the movie more okay
2: than ooh, ooh, really? also and keep Dimension. in mind that we have Bogus Journey that yeah yeah of course of course so yeah but where would it have been Without any slurs. Well, since Bogus Journey isn't on here, you can't use that as reference. Without the word fag, I would yeah. put it somewhere around forty-one. Jessica Rabbit area.
1: Okay, so you think that it's a minus that sort of good movie, right? It is. It's but it, it informed a, lot a generation. Of for that. So I'm offended by that scene and by that word. But I like putting it below. Finding that I don't like putting it below Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter is not a very good
2: movie. Oh. Yeah,
0: but like Last Starfighter was important for me. It was the first CGI. A space battle movie, man, come on! How That's many a times did they battle. use the
2: word "fag" in the last Starfighter?
0: I'd be surprised that they did at all. So yeah. you're saying it's uh, easy
2: to make a movie without calling each other fags?
0: <laughs> well, it seems like it shouldn't be. <laughs> it shouldn't be that hard. Yeah. But like, if I, I'm worried that I'm going to watch Last Starfighter again, and there's just some like, you know, it, it'll pop out, you know, and, like a
2: queef Exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you, the episode. you did
2: it, man. You did it. Make
1: sure to log that in the points. Yeah, system. oh, yeah, yeah. I've got yeah. my abacus right here, and I've been ah. I moving a bunch over.
0: Okay, all right. That's the word of the day. It's like Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
1: Pee Wee's Playhouse. Playhouse. Last Starfighter was at 81. So you want to put it above the Last Starfighter? I do. Dude. I mean, I do. Ha- That's what's important to you. I do hate that they make that slur in it, but Last Starfighter is just simply not especially. All there's right. That's there's so nothing to Enemy
0: Mine goes up there, you're going to like Enemy Mine. Um, Are you okay with that, Jason, if we put it at number 81 I'm, above
2: the Last Starfighter? I'm okay with that. I feel like they learned from their mistake Well, eventually. It took him a while. Which we'll get into. So okay. that's
1: Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. It's going in at 81 between now Calamari yeah. at 80 and Last Starfighter, uh, which is now at 82. Calamari, the food,
0: not the Broadway
1: show. Right, and not the um, alien race in Star Wars, the Mon Calamari. Oh, good point. So yeah, then we'll take a break and come back and move on to number two of the series.
0: Now the second movie came out, they struck while the iron was hot. Everyone is talking about there's excellent adventures going on. Things are strange. Things are afoot. Yep. They're like we kids have short memories. There's going to be some new thing that comes out real quick. Keanu's a big star. We got to sign him up for the sequel now before he starts making speed and point break and whatnot. Right. Yeah. So
1: we got to make a sequel quick. They, yeah, this movie came out like two years later and you could tell watching this movie that the first movie was a hit because this movie like has way higher budget
0: there's similar beats and this is where they have to go back from the future again to protect them because something else is going to go wrong they have to play a show so in that sense it's kind of like uh, Wayne's World 2 where they have to have a concert there's an event and it lets them have I think they have some musical
1: guests involved but they don't travel through time like instead they go that was a
0: disappointment for me at the time I I gotta tell you I'm a dude where I might see a movie that I might not otherwise see if there's a time travel right it, yeah right for me that's a, a draw yeah and they're like oh we're making a sequel to build an excellent adventure not any time travel in it like that was yeah. i was like I don't, I don't really know about this
1: they miscalculated but i think that like the journey that they take on paper the idea is fine like when the idea was pitched other yeah. than the fact that like somebody should have said no these guys travel through time that's what they do when they said that they die and they go to hell and they go to heaven and they like are ghosts for a while there's a fucking sounds like all that stuff is pretty cool you know
0: yeah i like that and it's like i get what they're going for now in retrospect and realize they did didn't just want to give the same thing again, which is like, that's the problem of a sequel, right? Is how do you follow up a successful thing where everybody wants the same thing, but they want it to be fresh, right? Yeah. We want something exactly like what we just had, but I want it to feel as new as the first thing felt.
1: Yeah. So I understand why that's tough. Even if the movie started with them just going through time a little bit, and then like dying and going to hell and all this stuff, I think that would have made people receive it much better. Do you think
0: that was why it wasn't received as well? Because it was too much of a... it still the same characters, and George Carlin was still involved, right? Yeah, and I don't think... And there was a new character. They had a giant alien puppet yeah, that says Station. Station. Yeah,
1: and I think that felt yeah, kind of Station. flat. I mean, But still, like... It had way better special effects. I Googled effects.
0: it. I saw it when it first came out. And then back before Netflix streaming was around, they would nail you the DVDs. And so I was like, I want to watch B- Bill and Ted's X-Adventure. I watched it, but the DVD came and it was broken. Oh, man. So I sent it back. And when, as it was sent back, they sent me Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey I never got around to seeing him build a deck adventure because like, I don't know, I was on to the next thing. But um, I watched *Bogus Journey and the alien is saying station. I was like, what the fuck is this
1: alien? part of?" That's I, what I, I was talking about in the wait, last segment. Hey, wait I a minute. Can was, I cuss on this? Yeah,
0: of course. You just, okay, good. You don't have to oh, ask every just,
1: segment whether or not you can <laughs> cuss. So I, like saying, I was saying in the last I, time, I, I think this station thing is them saying like, hey, like we're a cultural phenomenon. People are like quoting our lines, So they were trying to like oh, yeah. manufacture one. It's fucking, What, it's what happened was
0: they were trying to write the script up late at night and one guy was was like he just kept saying that word to himself after like sleep deprivation. Oh wow. he kept saying it and he's like, it's such a weird word, it sounds so crazy. So they just have the alien saying that word. I thought like it's like, a it, real
1: it, slang term. Well, it's just meant to be. They treat it like it's one. Like at the beginning of the movie. Yeah.
0: Oh, you think it's like fetch and uh mean It girls. is. It's
1: exactly <laughs> like that. At the beginning of the movie, the guitarist from Faith No More shows up. There's a scene where he's in the future teaching a class yeah, or yeah. something. And he says station at the very beginning of the movie in front of the class. And then it's said a few times throughout the movie. And I was kind of doing the same thing. Like, why are they saying station? And then they introduce this character station and it so the story is that because of this character, that's why station became in the future a, a big word. But I think what they were doing in writing this movie was trying to... It was like fetch. They're trying to create a slang word.
0: Oh, they're like, well, this is the movie franchise where slang terms come yeah, from. Yeah,
2: exactly. So uh, when you...
0: the 49ers win the Super Bowl, it's going to be like Joe to Jerry, Station, Touchdown, Connection or yeah. something. You're like, that doesn't really make sense, but okay, Chronicle. You know?
2: yeah. For what I'm hearing you guys say is that Station was actually their attempt at making a Jar Jar Binks.
1: So we're talking about the word, not the character. There's,
0: there's one big difference there, Jason. Jar Jar Binks is like... An I icon? I can't really get into... Yeah, that's what cool. we stand a legend, of course. The thing about Jar Jar Binks is like, they're like, what is the most racist thing I could think of off the top of my head? What's the most absurd caricature I could come up with? And then you got a real guy, you get him to do it. I feel bad for that guy. Yeah. It's not actually the most racist thing he could come up with off the top of his head because it's in the same movie as uh, Wado, you know, who's Watto's like
1: the, the next movie, like all the bad guys are Asians. Yeah. But that's different. This is a different trilogy.
0: Yeah. We're trying not to talk about Star Wars. Like, you know, we got a podcast. We could talk about Star Wars all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? So we're trying not to. But yeah, um, Jason's right. It is. It, it, he has kind of a Jar Jar vibe to him without being a, a racist caricature what, what's up with Station what is he he's like a weird phony creature but he's two creatures like he, at first a,
1: he's like two small guys and then they join together spoiler into one alert. big guy yeah yeah, yeah, yeah just spoiler alert in case you haven't seen um, Bogus Journey should have said that at the beginning yeah, um, and so
0: they, they also meet the Green Reaper and he's played by the villain you know the guy who's naked at the beginning of Die Hard 2 yeah from the, in the hotel room? That's the villain who plays the Grim Reaper in this. Yeah. I'm not a Die Hard 2 guy, by the way. I'm a Die Hard 2 hater. But like,
1: Wayne is <laughs> the guy's name, and he's probably the best part of this movie. Um, he's super funny. I'm a um, sucker for sequels. He doesn't really start to shine until
2: later. Like- I don't care how bad people think they are. I'm just stoked that they made a sequel. It's like Sex and the City 2. Loved it.
0: I heard they're going to make a new one, but it's not going to have Kim Cattrall in it. It's and I true. was like, oh.
2: Yeah, I, you know I'm going to watch it. That's the third installment of the movie universe, looking, but I don't know if they're going to do the. Are you
0: listening to like Beatles stuff where they don't have Paul McCartney in it or what?
2: Well, it's not the Beatles.
0: Exactly. Are you still watching this movie, though? It's
2: like... <laughs> Those are two separate universes. That's music. This This is at, TV. You can't write a script for a band and say, like, the Paul McCartney went off and moved to... I guess it just
0: seems like, I'm not a Sex and the City dude. It just occurred to me that, like, Kim Cattrall, the role she has in that franchise is, like, is central. It's pivotal. Do you hear who the rumors are
2: that the internet world is trying to replace her with Jennifer Coolidge? Which brings me to another good sequel, which is Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde.
0: Oh, I like that (laughs) subtitle.
2: Yeah, there's rumors that they're making a third installment.
0: I feel like a cool thing would be if, one of the Legally Blonde, it deals with people who aren't blonde. The main character is not blonde somehow until the end of the movie or something. Like, it's a prequel.
2: That might be what the third installment is. It starts with her having brown hair.
0: Legally blonde, the beginning,
2: colon, dark roots. That sounds like a prequel, (laughs) though.
0: People Uh, want prequels. They're like, what's the best thing to to learn about somebody? Oh, the thing that happened before, the thing that makes them interesting. Let's make that, you know? so
2: hot right now.
1: Yeah, I don't know why. To get us back on track, I remembered Bogus Journey being not as good as it was. Yeah. And... I think that's the case for most people and I think that's because people were disappointed when it came out that it didn't have time travel and in fact even though it's like everything in the movie sort of makes more sense for the most part It's and more it seems professional like, all around, yeah. It's more professional all around, yeah but it's, it's not as good of a movie but mm-hmm. it's still way better than I remembered it being. I think part of the problem is that it Put the word bogus in its title.
0: Oh, it primed you to think, oh, this is a bogus movie.
1: Yeah, it starts out by oh, calling itself good... bogus.
0: Yeah, they're like, I don't want to watch this bogus movie. It has bogus exactly. in the title. That's not for yeah, me. Yeah, this
1: journey's bogus. Like, who wants to watch a bogus journey? Uh, you're
0: going to put this money down to see this movie? No, I think I'm going to watch Black Rain starring Michael Douglas.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
0: That seems like it's more up my alley since this other thing's about a bogus journey. I don't want to know about bogus journeys. I like the other kind.
1: But, I mean, yeah, especially when it's up an adventure. At the end adventure. of the
0: movie, see, at the end, they have they have this great show where there's a pivotal song that they play, but the, they never show you the song. And a lot of times they do this in movies where if the movie yeah. is about, like, a performance, they actually have to have a performance that they, they sell at the end. Right, yeah. They have to pay is, it off. There is a
1: performance at the end.
0: But at the end, when they start playing, the song is a KISS song.
1: Yeah, it's God gave rock and roll to us, which was written for the movie by KISS.
0: Yeah, but it's not like that's the song they're playing. Right. That song plays out over the credits.
1: And I mean, KISS is like whatever they're like rock. They're, they've got high standing. I personally am not like super into KISS. And I wouldn't think that these guys would be especially into them either. And as I looked at the soundtrack to this movie, which, you know, it being as big as it was, of course, in like early they 90s, it had a big soundtrack, but it was all like, or mostly like hair metal bands. Yeah, yeah. Like Slaughter and Winger. Bands that these guys would not listen to.
0: Well what bands do you Faith think? Faith No like? Because these guys in the, are not Beavis and Butthead.
1: They I like Iron Maiden. Or do they textually? They like Van like Halen. They want to get Eddie Van Halen in their band.
0: Oh that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But I don't think they would like Slaughter and Winger. I buy that they would Slaughter. like Faith No More. Exactly. I'm ready to rank Focus journey if you if you two are. Well, we've I, got a few more things to talk
2: about. Oh the my favorite scene is when they come back to life and I think it's Bill picks the worm out of his ear, or maybe it was Ted. He's like, quit eating my brain, worm. It's good. They do like, say they, fag they, in this movie. They do, yeah. Oh, they bring it back. It, they, they recycled that joke. So I, I think, think
0: you lose more points for it this time than you do in the first one because they're recycling. They they did a no growth.
1: Well, I mean, it's a sequel, so they're going to want to do jokes, which this unfortunately points to the popularity of that joke in the first one. that They're going to want to do it again. I think they might have been sort of aware that it sucked because – The one thing they did do is they made it so that it was the evil versions of them that said it, not the good versions Uh. of them. That's what a lot of people... Since we're talking about favorite scenes, I
0: think They my say their account scene, was hacked. That's like the equivalent yeah. back then of saying my account was hacked.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My favorite scene is the proposal that they gave, which is really funny and well-written where they're simultaneously proposing to their girlfriends.
0: Yeah, and it plays into the problem with their relationship, which is addressed in the next movie, which yeah, is that yeah. like they don't have any identities as individuals. They're these right. two guys. They love each other so much to the point where they don't... Which is, I think, a thing for young guys where it's like they, they don't have a sense of self that is separate from their friend group they have such a close friendship with somebody that there's no line where like when you think about bill and ted even more so than like uh think about like beavis and butthead who i brought up earlier or wayne and garth those are different characters from each other but there's nothing that you could imagine that bill would say that Ted wouldn't or the other way around they're not really individual characters except mm, they I will are say to a, that there's a
1: like there's nuances to both of them but
0: like they're very similar
1: characters yeah yeah yeah
0: they're not a lot of contrast between the two of them yeah. I'm trying to think about and dude where's my car if if that was how those guys were well, that one's
1: a little bit too forgettable for me to remember <laughs> but it
0: was I feel like that was like actually an attempt to make a Bill and Ted's excellent adventure that's a remake. scene
1: where the lead characters actually kiss uh, and they don't say fag to each other afterwards I don't remember that
2: I wrote some things down about Bogus Journey that I wanted to remember and the, okay. the exact yep. quote from the worm was dinner's over worm dude when he picks him out of the brain <laughs> that really tickled yeah. me pam greer is in bogus yeah. Journeys who does movie? she play uh miss wardrobe like,
1: she's a woman who's kind of running the talent show
2: yeah the battle of the oh. bands which was she's another like the note. gatekeeper how come we don't do Battle of the Bands anymore? Currently, I, I don't understand why. I think it was why. ever
0: a thing. I've never it been was. heard of one it in was. real life.
2: So I grew up near San Dimas, and I remember that area. There was always Battles of the Bands. That's Particularly a real
1: like thing? like, in L.A. It's like an open mic, you know, but for bands. I thought it was just a thing that happened in movies. I think they really happened, especially in and around Los Angeles. Oh, a sound system was. clash.
2: That's what we call it where I come from. I think San Dimas is L.A. County.
1: It's, like, adjacent enough where, like, somebody could put on a Battle of the Bands, and people, maybe from all over, would yeah, try so to go to Chino. it. Chino. so is
2: actually the empire but we always called it the oc of the ie not really no one ever said that (laughs) so
1: the main villain in it is um the guy that says diplomatic immunity in lethal weapon 2 what does the villain want to um essentially make the future he doesn't want everything to be excellent in the future okay and so Um, and also one one negative against it is that there's no napoleon there's a scene where they go to heaven and there's various historical figures in heaven and none of the people from the original movie are in it i really like the napoleon character he should have been in all the movies (laughs)
0: <laughs> when the second movie ended, did it leave you thinking, you know what, I want another one. More.
1: More, you cried out. More, I'm not full. I think at the time, I probably didn't. assume there was going to be a, a third. because If
2: they buttoned it up and left it at, as it was, I would have been fine. In both movies, they did a good
1: thing to not like leave it super open, which a lot of movies did in the 80s yeah, and leave 90s. Yeah, it,
2: leave it a little bit open.
1: The yeah. end, question mark? Yeah, like Because uh, it seems Williams. like you
0: could have made... A half dozen of these. Oh, yeah, Raymond Williams is good, though. Yeah. And I know there were licensed uh, comics that Evan Dorkin made, but I never really. Yeah, there's a cartoon series, I, yeah. too. Back then, yeah. they were always trying to make cartoons out of movies, but like there weren't a lot of PG movies, so it's like they made a Terminator cartoon, or like a Robocop cartoon. Yeah.
1: Or a Rambo cartoon,
0: toys and stuff, and you're like, yeah. these aren't really for kids. It's a lot of gunplay and whatnot. Things were different back then. Yeah, we had the threat
1: yeah. of the Soviet Union. Well, I guess not. In I don't know if we
0: did. <laughs> this is. I'm yeah. talking about '92. You know. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it was just like you got to make that money. These kids watch the movie. They all watch it, so they'll buy the
1: toys. They they're familiar with it. Yeah, you uh, want to rank it? Yeah, yeah let's rank it. Okay. I ended Bogus so the,
2: Journey, delighted. Oh, you, you were said, delighted at the. I end. was delighted.
1: All of these movies, minus the homophobic slur in it, the movies delight me in general, especially just the characters and the way they talk to each other. But let's rank it. I think the closest thing to it on the list is number eighty-one, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. It's better <laughs> or worse.
1: It's not as good of a movie. I think it's better. The big mark against it Mm -hmm. is same as the big mark against Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, but I think that that's doled a bit. I'll tell you a
0: mark I have against it. I like movies with time travel in them, and there's no time travel in the movie.
2: You also. There's no
1: time travel in The Last Starfighter or Turning Places either. Okay. I would
2: agree with you if the sequel was called Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bogus Journey, but they're separating them as this is another aspect of their lives. You've seen The Excellent Adventure. Now. Check out The Bogus Journey. And they explore more. You wanted
0: a prequel with them in school over the years.
2: I do not want uh, the prequel. Not
0: having adventures (laughs) and and not doing their schoolwork the whole year before. Did you ever wonder why they were in danger of failing their history class? What led them up to this? It's because
2: one of their dads was a cop. That's why. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe a prequel about the dad. How did he end up marrying
0: that young woman that used to be their babysitter?
2: Oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk about was kettle chips. That threw Wait, me off. Wait, are kettle chips in Yeah, movie? sorry to backtrack, but in the first one... That's
0: important because I like... What flavor were they with?
2: I don't know. I didn't know kettle chips existed in 1989, but the scene... I got some news for you. I got some kettle chip inside information. I want to hear it, but in Excellent Adventure, in the scene where they're in the convertible, Bill is eating from a bag of kettle chips... I was like, holy shit, did this movie time travel and bring a bag of kettle chips with it? Because I didn't know those existed until the 2000s.
0: I was having kettle chips real early in my life. And the reason is because my aunt, she and her partners owned a health food distribution company. She lives in uh, Salt Lake City. So I went to her house one time and she had like these boxes of stuff. Stuff with two F's? (laughs) Yeah, stuff with two F's. (laughs) Okay. So and it was kettle chips, tiger milk bars, then some other stuff I didn't care about. But those things, okay. and I was like, can I have some of these? She's like, oh yeah, eat all you want, go for it. These are the, the new products. And this was in the late 80s, but not too deep in the late 80s, you know I mean? It would have yeah. been before 1990 probably, you know, I
1: was a kid. The real mission of the movie was probably to go back in time to 1989 and make kettle chips popular because that's how the world is saved. I will well, say
2: that bogus journey, kettle chips didn't reappear, but Doritos did. Hmm. Oh,
0: that's not good.
2: That's a mark against it.
0: Th- th- uh, that kind so- of product placement is pretty weak. Like I saw Back to the Future where Marty McFly falls asleep. He has a Pepsi can like by his alarm clock as if he's just drinking the Pepsi and then nodded off to sleep.
1: He probably opens up a can of Pepsi and goes to sleep at night. So then in the morning, he has oh, a fly, yeah. kind of warm Pepsi to drink right away. <laughs> nice.
0: Oh, sorry. I'm getting us off track. So It's fine. So we're so looking you, you at 81.
1: Think, do we have uh,
0: to, first, we Jason, have to decide, is it better or worse than the first one?
2: I think And Jason it's and I
1: disagree on that, I think.
2: Yeah. I, I think it's But I think it's, it's similar. The good point that you made, Jake, was that it was the evil Bill and Ted that called each other fag. Yeah. Right,
1: which helps to make it a little bit better, at least in
2: that dimension. The Grim Reaper was entertaining as hell yeah, I, he, and he's
0: rapping too which is
1: like it's a good rap man it's great yeah yeah so
0: and it's also kind of like early in the uh in the white guys rapping comedy rapping like so genre and movies you know what i mean yeah like old people. Uh, the rapping grandma from wedding singers was this is like yeah. eight years before that
1: so. yeah way before that
2: okay I feel so like let's there was think more about- intention with bogus journey it was written with intention where excellent adventure was kind of all over the place
0: but it's funny cuz like Characters they wrote it in a hurry. Really they had to have the well. script done. They had all their life to write Excellent Adventure and those dudes had 6 months to write uh, Bogus Journey and they put it off until the last weekend. But yeah. you know, that Ex- Excellent Adventure
1: is more a lightning in a bottle
2: kind of thing for sure.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Like accidental like
0: So
2: how much better? I'm at 34 better.
0: Wow. So what number is that?
2: <laughs> 34, yeah, cause, Popeye.
0: because you would have put it much higher if it hadn't been for the slurs, and then because it's the evil people doing the slurs, that got some distance for you. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that gives it some... Oh, above Popeye, that's so, pretty high. So Popeye
1: though, is 34. <laughs> that's pretty high. That puts it above the Watchmen TV series. That's which, above
0: Jessica Rabbit, which is a big marker here.
1: Jessica Rabbit's at 41. Watchmen TV series is at 40. I would be okay with the being above... I mean, I have trouble with it being above Cheech and Chong, but maybe I don't. I kind
0: of don't. don't. Cheech and Chong never spoke to me as a preteen in the way
1: that uh, Bill and Ted did. And I would also put it above Dancing Queen. That's fine with me. I'm having trouble with 39 Dancing Queen, 40 Watchmen TV series.
2: Actually, I would do Volkswagen Bug below that. Above Cheech and Chong. Above Cheech and Chong. That works
1: for me. That works for me. Okay. And for me, this is sort of more naturally where it would go, uh, and the first one would go higher, but the first one is where it is. So, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, it comes in at number 43, which is right towards the middle of the list, moving Cheech and Chong, the comedy act, to number 44. Let's take a break, and we'll come back, and we'll do the last movie and Bone Picking Hour uh, really quickly. Mm -hmm.
0: We just came back from our break. Jake, a bone-picking hour, I'm worried Don't about... Don't worry,
1: I'll, I'll edit the hour down to like three minutes.
0: Yeah, but then you are not going to address the grievances properly. It sounds like you're going to have to have a,
2: a spin-off podcast.
0: Oops, all grievances.
2: <laughs> oh, <you> I, <laughs> oops, all grievances. Jake,
0: <laughs> on my list of things to talk about, it was... Basically, I want to talk about oops, all something in every episode. Okay. And if I can't well, talk about that, there you I want to You got
1: the points for this. You didn't even know those points were. I didn't know those points were available, and they are. Well,
0: that's. It's not really fair, but I'm trying to talk about oops, well, all something because that's my favorite kind of concept. Something that's everything. It's all one thing. And it's
1: an accident. Yeah,
0: and it's exactly, <laughs> and it's an accident in which uh, all of a sudden something has all of one thing instead of a mix of different things. I love yeah, it, um, and, and I think it's human nature to love it. It's it's built into us. We love things that are accidentally
1: undiluted. I love product titles with exclamation marks in the middle of oh, it. Oh, that
0: too. The Exclamation. <laughs> Also, oops, what if they take regular Captain Crunch and just call it oops, no berries?
2: Like, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: That would work too.
2: I think heads would roll. Oh, no, yeah.
0: And, and in fact, they could call half their
1: cereals "Oops, no berries." Like "Oops, no cereal" would be a good one. It just, it just empty box. Yeah. Okay, Bill and Ted, face the music. Yeah. Twenty. Don't
0: face the music. So the third movie came out. This is how many years later? Twenty-five years later.
1: Yeah. Alex Winter's hasn't been seen hardly at all. He was directing. He yeah. He's been doing other things with his life. Like shorts and. He just had a Zappa documentary come out that just was he, released like this week on Netflix.
0: He made a movie about freaks. I saw a long time ago.
1: What's it called? Freaks. Called Freaks, I think. Oh, he made that. There was an old movie called Right. Freaks. Yeah, I know. I know he didn't make but the one from the 30s. I think
0: it was called Freaks. It was about freaks.
1: I feel like I remember that coming out although I, I also feel like So Rob in,
0: in years itch, Keanu like Reeves has been a big movie star. He's in the Matrix, he's Yeah, John I mean his Wick.
1: career is like waxed and waned a little bit. Like he had a bit of a slump, I think. It,
0: you know, he it went seems away like it, but then if you look at the movies he was in, he was always in movies that were solidly making money. Yeah. He's not in big flops. It's just kind of like people don't think about him for a while and then he comes back. I would
1: say with John Wick there has been what you could call a Keanu Like he's <laughs> I guess waxed or waned. I, don't, I never I get those two mixed up all the time i mean whatever he's like like, the third matrix
0: movie came out in the 2000s i don't know when but it came out in like the third and fourth
1: uh, one came out like both in 2008 or 2000 no there's only three i think or oh, sorry, the There's second four? and third one came out the same year, or oh, okay. two, a, a year apart, or something like that.
0: Between that and John Wick, he was doing stuff like
1: he was in movies and, and sure, was doing things. Sure, but he's got to the point in his career where he, like he does a cameo as himself in a comedy. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I, still, that said, like I'm on the Keanu train. Yeah, yeah. He'll yeah. draw me to any movie, and this resurgence for him has has allowed this third Bill and Ted movie to come out, and. This again was better than I thought it was going to be. I quite enjoyed watching it, and there was no uh, homophobia in it. It would have been better if it turned out that they were lovers, or at least fire had something going on on top of you know being into these princesses.
0: But they're supposed to be. It's about them learning to appreciate their wives, and so
2: it wouldn't really fit they if they were also lovers. Well, they did everything as a foursome. Yeah, yeah.
1: The funniest scene in the whole thing is the scene where they're in a couples counseling. Spoiler that's, alert! That's in like case super you well written. It.
2: It is yeah. Pretty so- recent. It's,
0: it's extremely again. It's extremely yeah. PG, and the PGness of it stuck out to me more now as a grown up watching this because you're they're you're, they're adults and they're talking about like their marriage and whatnot. It was a super goofy movie, extreme PG vibes. I was wondering like, did they make him? Look older in this than they usually make Keanu look in movies, or is it just that they didn't try so hard to make him look younger? Like, I wonder you know what I mean? the they're same just, thing. Or is it just that it's been a couple of years since I saw him in a movie? I saw John Wick, but I didn't see the second one. So I think or it's the, third the second or the fourth
2: thing, that's coming it, it, out.
1: Yeah,
0: I didn't watch it with my kid because I thought they're going to be saying "fag this and sixty nine that" the whole time. So
1: you should watch it with him. Oh. I mean, again, all of that is a chance mm. for you to explain that stuff to mm-hmm. him. Yeah, no, I oh. just.
0: I was running from anything that was causing me the slightest discomfort like everybody else in this world. Of course, yeah. Uh, I kind of was disappointed that Beck Bennett, he's a Saturday Night Live guy, he's good at playing like uh, just a dick and uh, I thought he was going to play Kind of that oh. character, but he's playing the yeah. little brother. So the little brother has a is a good natured guy in it. A Would you say yeah. that
2: this is his breakout role? Now he's going to be a serious actor from now on. I think so. Yeah, I think from now I, on you're going to see I, that, it's that it's his, that his internal it's, sunshine in uh, the spotless mind moment. I have mind. a lot of trouble <laughs>
1: looking at that guy. Maybe yeah. it's because he like plays such terrible characters all the time. But like I have a real
2: hard time looking at that guy. I feel like those are valuable skills. Yeah. He does have that, a very punchable face. But yeah. I feel like
0: those guys used to be around. There used to be like a lot of dudes who could play that role. Yeah, you like know, like Phil Hartman asshole. could yeah. could play that role. Yeah. He's the mean dad or something. But they don't make a lot of comedies like this. I, maybe like in Disney movies, they can do that kind of stuff. Um, I thought Kristen Shaw didn't have a lot to do either. Like, I, I understand Kristen Shaw's not George Carlin, but she's a talented figure. Uh, like, I love her on Bob's Burgers, yeah. and
1: it's kind of disappointing that she didn't get much to do. As with George Carlin as Rufus, it's almost a cameo. Yeah, yeah. Her playing herself in a way.
0: By the way, so the movie is. In the text, it's 25 years later, and yet yeah. they still haven't played this song that they have to play that's going to yeah. unite the world. And so yeah. there's more time travel. Somebody goes back in time. Now, they have two daughters who were revealed at the end of the second movie. And you think that – first of all, you you think, of course, they're sons because only men exist and are called right. Junior because the yeah. sexism implicit in your mind when you watch it if you're me – but then when you watch it as a kid, but then you watch it later, and like not only are they daughters, but they're named after each other, which I thought was sweet. Yeah. You know, Bill's daughter is named Theodora or whatever, and, and her daughter, Wilhelmina. And of course, you see where the movie's going from early on because the girls are musically course, yeah. quite precocious and whatnot. I thought the actress, I don't know her name, she played Ted's daughter.
1: I don't know her name, but I know her uncle is Hugo Weaving. Is that? Who played Mr. Smith in oh, The Matrix. Oh, that makes
0: sense. Because the way she acts, she's obviously done her research. Tamara like,
1: Weaving's her name.
0: The way she's standing and the way she's posing it's like watching face off or something where she's you know i mean like yeah, where they she, have to she does a somebody. great job
1: the other one does yeah. a great job too she's funny as well
0: now again this movie is like i watched soul recently it's a pg-rated movie right and it's a movie that's like in a sense aimed at kids but it's dealing with a property that only adults are familiar with first of all and it's about mortality it's about failure it's about adulthood it's about consequences yeah. it's about growth not it's not an adolescent story about growing up and coming of age, it's about like realizing that you are not, that's kind of the moral of the story is that their role is to like set the stage for someone else, you know? Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Your, 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 potential has been reached essentially. Yeah. Like, and it's not where you thought it was going to well, go. Which might you be a bitter pill to
0: swallow a little bit. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I shouldn't say bitter cause it's a sweet movie and quite cute, but like, I, I understand what they're going for and I like it, but it's, it's tough because it seems like the kind of people who the movie would be for is somebody my age and not somebody Who is like the uh, preteen, you know? With Soul? With Soul and for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Or any movie where it's ostensibly a movie aimed at kids, but the themes are all themes. Like, do you you watch Cars 3? I can't watch Cars
2: movies. No, (laughs) thanks. So
0: the most recent Cars movie, it's about uh, Owen Wilson's a race car, right? And it's about him realizing, oh, my time has passed. It's time for me to retire. And teach the next generation of race car drivers to be, I I can be a mentor now. And it's about mentorship. And it's like, I can't imagine that anyone that's a fan of the Cars franchise, which is like, these, we're talking about like six-year-olds, right? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine that would be a a storyline that would appeal to them. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, It's like Rocky Clive or whatever. Quick question. exactly.
2: Before I dig into the Cars trilogy, is Lawrence the Cable gentleman in all three?
0: He is. Yes. There's not a lot of him in the third movie. I think I'm saying it's the third movie. I hope I'm not mistaken, and I'm talking about the fourth movie. Well, it's the one where the he internet will retry. have your
2: ass if you're wrong. Oh yeah,
0: but the second one, he's like the the lead of the movie.
2: So and you bring up a good point, though. Actually, what I wanted to segue into, which was the fashion in Face the Music. Do the kids wear rash guards?
0: I think that's just because. It's a character choice. It's like, I look like Keanu Reeves. So she kind of dresses like a 1991 Keanu Reeves.
1: In the second movie, all the people in the future wear foam. So maybe it's a reference to that. I like the dress
0: Kristen Shaw had. I thought that looked cool.
1: Yeah. yeah, Very fashion. The future stuff in general looked pretty cool.
0: In the credits, there's a Weezer song that plays. Okay. It uses an interpolation for the longest time from Billy Joel. Oh, wow.
1: really? So I
0: listened to it. I'm like, I I, I don't hear it. I don't think that he really used interpolation. I think it's like it was close enough, and he said, you know what? I want to, like, pay some respect to the – I'm a fan. of I'm going to meet Billy Joel. I think there's some kind of inside thing because it didn't seem like it was so – maybe I don't, you don't have the right ear for music. You don't think
1: they going to be sued or whatever?
0: It doesn't seem like it's so close you'd have to say it. I've heard of songs that copy each other a lot more, you know?
1: Yeah. Or like, and for example, it, the Weezer song that copies the Lita Ford song.
0: <laughs> and and there's a movie i didn't know that so there's a movie called love and monsters i saw an ad for like i watched this movie on streaming and it said if you like this you're gonna love love and monsters and it yeah love and monsters is a movie that has a very bill and ted's excellent adventure vibe but it just came out is it good i haven't seen
1: it i think oh, i want to okay. see it it's about well, we'll a team
0: he has to gr- travel across a, a it's a post-apocalyptic
1: adventure story yeah i've read the netflix description oh okay I just want to know if it's good. I don't want to fashion back it. Yeah. <laughs> um so so, uh, so so I thought
0: this, it was, you know, satisfying on a story level in a way I mean, the other movies weren't,
1: but Oh, interesting. I guess on the theme level you're saying. Yeah. Um it's satisfying. Yeah. And I I buy that. I didn't like the story as much as I don't I think I liked either of them. Although again, like it's more intentional. It's like technically better put together than the first one for sure. Um, they learned from the, some of their mistakes from the second one because they included time travel again. Unfortunately, they didn't put fucking Napoleon in it again. They had an opportunity yeah. to do that.
0: There are a bunch of historical figures, though.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean, they're
0: cool. And there's like... They're more diverse of, than the first one. Yeah, a little bit more, yeah.
1: They brought yeah. death
2: back, um, which was my favorite They brought character. death
1: back, which is, was really important and did it really well the way they did it, and it paid off. Um, also, they had the, this character, this robot character yeah. in it, played by Anthony Carrigan, the dude from Barry. Super funny. And by the way, watch Barry if you haven't. And I yeah, that's what that I have to say about this. Well. I, I, I liked it. I liked it as about as much as I liked the other ones. Doesn't have any slurs, but they I, do lose half a point for not like trying to make up for that. It was oh wholesome. yeah, it
0: seems like by now they could have had some. Like,
1: yeah, you, it's always
0: time. It's never too late, man.
1: Do you guys want to uh, rank it?
0: Yeah, I'm ready to. I'm ready. Sure. To. So we
1: got two things in here on the list that are like it. it's uh, number. 43, we got Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And at number 82, we got Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. I think that it should at least go somewhere above Bill and Ted's Excellent, or below. Well, I don't know, actually. I agree. Okay, well, let's. you think it should go,
0: what what are you guys saying? I I can't understand what you guys are talking about.
1: Oh, so we're talking about these movies, Bill and Ted. Yeah, I know,
0: but I mean, where are you saying it should
1: go above? Uh, I'm confused because those movies are flip-flop to me anyways, to a degree, on the list. So
2: what do you think, Jason? (laughs) I, I appreciate pigeons more than I appreciate... Face the oh. music. It was We're
0: cute. Where are pigeons on the list? Because I like those little birds. 85. Oh, so you think it should go below? You like it the least of the three movies.
1: So I can't put it below Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter is not very good.
0: You really are Last Starfighter. I'm hey. sorry, it's
1: just not very good. <laughs> Whatever. It's cool as like a poster for a movie, but it's otherwise. <laughs> He's
0: the Last Starfighter, Jake. It's I like, understand that. There like the used co- to be more Starfighters that stood be that, that defended the universe against like the yeah, frontier. Yeah, I know, and also like he does,
1: and he uses the video game to learn it. That premise is great. Uh, yeah, man. But I the last just, Starfighter. I, I, I'm not it's like to there's no other
0: hope. He's the last hope. Yeah, but these two young ladies again?
2: will
1: save the world. No. by writing the song on the freeway.
0: Oh, that was good. Yeah.
1: Then they freestyle it, and uh, Louis
2: Armstrong's there. So I, no, think I did that like they should that. Go... I forgot about. There's a whole segment of that movie. I was just focused on the end. The yeah. guy
1: who
0: played Louis Armstrong was like he laid it on so thick that I. At first, I it was like too much for me, and then I was I realized what he was laying down, and I said, "You know what? I, I like what this guy's doing."
2: Yeah, he really laid it on thick. That was a know? redeeming factor of it. Now I started thinking about all the parts where I'm like snorfest. It's giving me a borgasm. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um.
0: After a borgasm, do you recover quickly though? Are I you, was emotional like, when I was yeah, watching was Bogus cigarette. Journey.
2: I had beverages the night before and it did make me cry Really, yeah. right. face the music yeah did you laugh as well i laughed at myself crying yes
0: well that's good if you laughed and you cried you got it got it's got it had nothing idea. to
2: do with the job, movie it had everything to do with being hung over
1: oh okay so how about having it between immediately below uh, excellent adventure but above the last starfighter at number 83 you know what what aesthetically you i don't yeah, like
2: what. it but i do agree that it is below excellent adventure
1: okay all right, okay, so, so now we've got Bill and Ted Face the Music at number 83, moving The Last Starfighter of the film to number, number 84. Yeah, And we've done all three things. We
0: almost have 100 things.
1: It's true. Our next episode's 100 things. Maybe it's we should
0: good. rank something right now to get it in there. Nope, nope f- I
1: got plans. <laughs> Sounds like a special oh, okay. episode sorry oh grievance hour uh so this is uh oops all grievances quickly um <laughs> but before we do that let's do a quick mailbag thing i've got uh-oh. a letter that came in from a listener
0: uh-oh i'm not ready for criticism i don't this think is from it will
1: jamie m uh she said just listen to the saxophone episode loved it um oh. so that's this is not a gripe at all i've spent many a night listening to music and googling the sax player you guys did leave out alto reed of bob Seger fame that's a great name for a saxophonist by the way alto wait that's reed. his real name yeah, well, no, it's not. That dude's saxophone is almost bigger than him. I looked at pictures of him. He plays different saxes, but he, some of them are almost as big as him. I can also confirm Jason Marmer has indeed indulged in a Knits It. We kept the ice cream man in our neighborhood
2: in business. It's true. Uh, anyways.
0: Yeah, what's up with that? I oh, yeah, can tell we were saying... you that
2: when it comes to saxes, Jamie M. is a size queen. Ooh. And also, <laughs> when it comes to ice cream um, trucks, Jamie M. loves to ride them. But she's going
1: to listen to this now, sure. Yeah. Are we ready
2: for grievances? I don't have any grievances,
1: you guys.
0: Thank you for the input. Uh, do you have any grievances, Jason?
2: Any grievances.
0: I see you unfurling a, a, a like a parchment.
2: <laughs> do you have a couple hours? Yeah. Is this? I got do- <laughs> no. What about okay. this?
0: Imagine a donut that's in the shape of a bagel and it's called a
1: dogle.
2: Ooh.
0: It's a bagel shaped donut. And imagine a donut hole. Okay, well, this is the time for that. A bagel with a donut hole so, inside of it. Oh, come on. Or And the other way around. So some people have donuts with bagel holes and some people have bagels with donuts. You don't know what you're going to get.
1: Save that for the beginning of the you next
0: pros- okay. episode. When you take people hostage and you put no, them no, in a cold environment, they're called frostages. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, <laughs> or they're German. They're called frostages.
2: <laughs> oh, the German women. I didn't know you were bilingual. A, a crustacean
0: uh, who's frozen. and You buy frozen shrimp and it's a, a brand of frozen shrimp. It's called cryostations. Don't blow yeah. all your load
1: at the end of this episode yeah. where I'm going to have to edit it out A, a banana it's so long that's anyways. straight.
0: A banana that doesn't have a curve to you, it. You really, it's straight. Now, I'm never going to run out. The banana has straight.
1: Yeah, Imagine but are gonna this. get edited out.
0: A straight you're banana. You
2: are have to throw all you this up on that. the on the website for the merch. What's
0: a better idea? You're never gonna hear a better idea than a straight banana. You can store them more easily.
2: Um, okay, a cereal that
0: is
1: fortune okay, cookies. We, okay, So listen.
0: every every it's but basically just a bag of fortune cookies. Why don't and you?
1: you as, really, yeah, if you have this list, you should really save it for
2: future. As episodes. one of the fortunes, sorry kid, you're gonna get diabetes. Okay, everything done. If you donuts. keep eating this, oh boy. So so, so it's an everything <laughs> donut. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pile of donuts that you just Sorry, put Jason, in a bowl you and throw a milk uh, in.
1: You don't them it's Joel's a bagel but it's like a, a stick. You took up all, all the right. grievance hour. That's the end
0: of Grievance Hour.
1: Okay.
2: I'm down with that. I was going to make a reference to listening to the episode with Andy and how I turned a speaker on its side and sat on it every time oh. Andy talked. That delicious <laughs> little morsel. His sultry uh, voice.
1: Speaking of bone picking. <laughs>
2: yeah. That's what, that's what he got me all hot and bothered when he talked about bone picking hour.
1: you
0: got away with words jesus
2: okay phil do the thing
0: all right so do you um, queef uh, bleak that's the thing i couldn't figure out a way to work it into the conversation how do
2: you spell queef
0: you know what that's personal
2: personal. (laughs) we're all friends it's okay you're in a safe space
0: Uh, Thanks for listening to Every Damn Thing. We hope you enjoyed it. Go to
2: everydamthing.net
1: for the updated list and show notes. Uh, This is where we fact check ourselves. We give further info on the subjects we talked about. If you have something that you'd like to add to the list of everything, or like us to add to the list of everything, email it to us at...
2: List at every damn
1: That's
0: right. We'd love to hear your suggestions for things to rank or any comments, words of encouragement, and corrections, or threats. Again,
2: the email address is List at every damn We're on Twitter at Every damn tweet. Close. It's plural. Every Damn Tweets. Yes. Uh, every and- Damn twats tweets and instagram Tweet at every damn insta no every damn thing pod there you go you, that's
1: what it is you can suggest topics there and those places as well if you want you can subscribe to the show wherever you got this episode our theme music is by jade puget
0: if you enjoyed the show please rate and review it on any and all platforms and recommend it to a friend who would like it or who yeah if you like want to
1: support us those are the best two ways to do it tell people to listen to it and um, also go and give it a Five-star rating, especially on iTunes. Uh, And thanks, guys, for being here. We now have 99 items on the list. We're going to get to 100 next episode. Uh, Listener, we'll see you.
2: I'm going to release 99 balloons. Next time at the extravaganza. Bye.